When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well met, fellow adventurers. Time to continue with the adventures of Proving Grounds 1, Wade on Crowis Tame. Okay, on to part 4, in pursuit of the enemy. The wasted save Jathor will lead you to the doorstep of the enemy. The next now is A Path of Peril. A recap of the most recent events. There is little time, Zoot, she says, concern present in every aspect of her demeanour. We can only assume this foe will move quickly to achieve whatever end they need my father to bring about. My only hope is to move swiftly against them and strike before they had had the chance to act out their schemes, whatever they may be. Oyo believes that the departing rider has taken her father taking her father to an encampment somewhere north of town. The men and troll, trolls who twice attempted to take the mill always come from the north. I suspect they launched their way on Kerry's charm from some camp in the wilds up that way. If we go there, it is there we must go, that is, if you will go with me. I cannot possibly ask you to accompany me on a mission that would seem to define foolhardy. Oyo is somewhat taken aback. When you meet her in a shoulder cross and tell her that you will see her see this through with her. You also reassure her that you will see she will again see her father alive and well. She smiles, thanks you. Let us not delay. The town is in no further danger, I would wager. Uh, these mass brigands have what they came for. They fear no one, it seems, and may such insolence prove their undoing. They will watch the world. So you best move under the cover of the forest. You enter the woods and begin making your way swiftly north, leaving the smoke and ruin of Crowistan behind. For more than an hour, you pass through the dense and tangled forest, until at last you pass over the back of a small rise and come upon your first obstacle. And the first sign that you are on the trail of the enemy. And now the adventure begins. You stand at the top of a thickly forested hillside, looking down upon a well-travelled road winding its way through the woods below. Two masked hordesmen, seated atop their mounts with their blades resting across their legs, sit in the middle of their road, of the road, carefully watching to the east. Oyo whispers that the road you see runs east and west. To the east it eventually turns south and runs into Karistan. While to the west it runs into the wild, untamed wilderness of a fo- of forest and foothills. She believes that it is in the foothills that the mass waders have an encampment. Both agree that although the world offers the most direct approach to the foothills, it is too far too dangerous a course. While you ponder what your next course of action to be, continue to closely watch. Watch the two masked horsemen in place on the road below. So I can deal with them. 
these amassed horsemen, because who knows, they might move about and stuff and find me. Or I can just leave them be. Or, but first I can use divination just to just get some hints magically. Oh, it failed. You're unable to sense anything further about the two mass horsemen or the road they seem to be guarding. Attempt to decide to deal with the two horsemen before continuing. You decide it's best to deal with the two mass horsemen here and now before before plotting your next course in action. Lulio is literally watching to agree to your bold proposal. She eventually relents and tells you she sees merit in the plan. You watch the two mounted horsemen as you contemplate how you will dispatch them. Yeah, because the more horsemen we take out, the harder it will be for them to communicate and gather their forces when we do the eventual full-on assault on them, which will be required at some point. And also the less men they have to do this full-on assault. Attack them with your bow from a distance. Try to try to sneak up on them. So no, actually no. Reconsider and determine. Decide against attacking them and plot your next course of action. I'll use my bow. You draw a notch in arrow, taking aim as the at the horseman closest closest of the two horsemen. Okay. Yep. Choosing a shot. What? Okay. 27 bonus. Got to get 42. Success. 8. The masked horseman dips from the shadow and crashes to the road. Your feathered shaft protruding from his chest. His horse spooks and starts along the road at a fair clip. While his counterpart turns from side to side in the shadow. Desperately seeking to discover the source of his cohort's untimely demise. And importantly, the horse is okay. Unless I say otherwise, I'm all... Yes, it explicitly says otherwise, I'm always going to assume the horses are okay. <laughs> you quickly and silently notch a second hour, taking aim at the remaining horsemen. Bone, pick a number. Bonus of 27. Got to hit 42 or more. Success! 8 XP to archery. Your arrow pierces the guard's chest, tearing through his lungs and toppling him from the shadow. He is dead the moment his body strikes the ground. Impressed by your display of skill, Oreo congratulates you on a fine shot. The blood of the innocent Akaristan stains them all, she says. They, d they can serve no better. You're thankful they're gone swiftly. Move down onto the road and search the remains of the two horsemen. You know what? I'm not going to do that. You know, if I do that, I'm that just really increases my chance of being spotted. But if I leave the corpses there, it will put them on edge and possibly make them do something stupid. And probably cause them to spread out their patrols and, and spread out their controls from their main base. Patrols all over the place. Little patrols that I can defeat easily enough. And let make make their, their their main base less powerful. So I'm going to move away from here at once. 
Oreo tells you there are two possible approaches to the foothills from here, either of which involve the neither of which involve the dangerous option of travelling along the open road. You listen carefully as she lays out both options. The north side of the road between here and the foothills is an area of forest known to those on this part of the frontier as Goblin Gate. It's a dense, tangled area of forest, riddled with crags and caves, and according to those who have ventured into it, crawling with goblins. The alternative, she tells you, is across the road and trek through a swamp that extends nearly to the edge of the foothills. Both paths would seem to offer an inconspicuous approach to your destination. Do you find it difficult to determine which poses the greater risk? So, Goblin Gate or the Swamp? There's, there's, there's no skills or powers I can use to give me a hint. So, wait. Actually, it's time for that random number generator. I'm just going to pause while I get that. Okay. Head for Goblin Gate. Tails for the Swamp. I'm going to flip a virtual coin... Okay, tails. I take the swamp. He- having carefully weighed both options, you determine the trek through the swamp sounds more appealing than taking your chances on the section of forest known as Goblin Gate. Uriel agrees. The two of you set off at once. Your senses alert for the first possible sign of danger as you press into the tangled treacherous morass that stands between you and the foothills. The swamp quickly becomes quick, tricky to navigate, and you find yourself struggling to find solid ground upon which to set your feet. Now, just picking a number between 1 and 100. No modifications, no success numbers, just a number. Who knows what could happen? Me, now, when I pick 11. Suddenly, the swamp around you explodes, showering you with muck and debris, as the massive serpent rises up from the gloomy, stagnant depths. Oreo cries out in alarm, and the tip of her wooden staff begins to smoulder as she assumes a defensive stance. You leap to her side as you stare up at the reptilian behemoths towering over you. The grey-stared serpent snorts loudly as its head shoots down at you, its mighty jaws agape as it intends to swallow you whole. Oh dear, it's huge! The two of you manage to evade its initial attack, and with little other recourse, you launch a desperate counter-assault. I fight a massive swamp serpent. Begin combat. I fight it. The massive serpent snaps at you with its powerful jaws. Ooh! Oreo unleashes a bolt of blue flame from her staff that strikes the serpent for 20 damage. Yeah, so good to adventure with friends. She unleashes another bolt of flame for 9 damage. And this time, just me attacking, 15 damage. Then she another bolt of flame for 15 damage from her. And another for 16 damage. I think this will be the last one. Slain. I, ba- I bash it with the mace for the final attack. Presumably nearly removing its head or blowing up or smashing its heart or something. You've slain your foe. 
or maybe just sheer blood loss. 38 experience. The massive swamp serpent is dead as its tremendous bulk begins sliding back into the murky pool to which it rose. You will take a moment to catch your breath before setting off on your way. I would never expected that, says Oreo, as you skirt around the edge of a dark, bubbling pool. On the far side of the pool, you discover the skeletal remains of several humans, half buried in the muck. You're about to pass over the bones and continue when something nearby catches your eye. The closer examination of the object reveals it to be a silver ring. The image of a leaping man has been etched onto the surface of the band. Okay, I take this unidentified silver wing. The image of a leaping man has been etched onto the surface of the band. It's arm of your finger, one encumbrance. It's common, but it may well... So those things will change when we identify it. 276 gold. When you're ready, you resume your trek through the swamp. The range of your trek through the swamp proves uneventful, and you are glad when you reach the western edge of the bog and your feet are once again upon solid ground. With all your at your sides, you move into the trees broadwing swamp, where you quickly encounter an all-too-familiar foe. You spot three masked swordsmen moving through, through the forest along the edge of the swamp. The three men are, have also spotted you, and immediately draw their weapons and close in. Oya rushes forward to intercept one of the masked men, leaving you to face the other two. I fight two masked swordsmen. They slash at me, and I bash at them, and they are slain. The masked swordsmen are dead. Without delay, you and Oya quickly move through the forest, heading west towards the foothills. It's also 13 XP. It's not long before the dense forest gives way to a broad expanse of rolling hills that run up to the base of the distant Freudian range. You step out of the woods and begin a cautious trek through the first foothills. After only half a mile, you come upon that which you seek. Sprawled out in a hollow in the caves, the hills below you are the remnants of a sizable encampment. Over two dozen of the mass waders are busy packing away what remains of the camp onto three wagons. A group of seven masked horsemen sit at the northern edge of the encampment. The foot of an overgrown robe plunges into the woods. Oriel nods knowingly as she carefully surveys the scene. They're headed for Drakitor, she says, mentioning to the horsemen at the northern edge of the camp. Started, started along the road into the forest. Of course, I should have known that old temple might play a part in this. There must, there must be a shadow path in that place. They seek to have, have my father unlock the gate that it holds, that holds it closed. I am almost certain. Oyo tells you that Drakatur is an ancient Alvadi temple and sits several miles within the forest. The temple has been abandoned for centuries and has always been avoided by those that knew of its existence. My father spoke of the temple many times. It would only say that it guarded a dark secret. I believe we now know 
know that dark, what that dark secret must be. We must do all, all we can to see it is never utilised. With the wagons loaded and virtually no trace of the encampment left behind, the masked men mount their horses and proceed along the road that leads into the forest. Decided you will follow along behind the departing company, taking great care to keep her presence undetected. You again assure Yuria that she will again see her father alive, and she nods, telling you she firmly believes it. There's more than my father at stake here, she says after a brief pause. There is a dark business afoot, and I fear that despite his importance to me, my father remains but a tool in their wicked designs. Saving him from, from their clutches undoubtedly spares my heart, but also takes from them the one thing which could spoil the entirety of their evil schemes. When the last of the masked horse, horsemen have entered the woods, the two of you quickly ascend from the hill on which you have perched, take up their course at a safe distance. You reach the beginning of the road at the edge of the hoofs, and after a cautious glance over your shoulders, plunge into the thick wood. Alright, that's this scenario complete. That's seven scenarios down, lots more to go. Now we've got an unidentified item. Let's see what it does. I've got the Medallion of Mighty Misfortune. I got that in the Giant's Adventure. And I got the Silver Wing. And 32 experience to Arcanium as well. Okay, let's see what these items are. The net, the Medallion of Mighty Misfortune. It raises might by four and lowers luck. And lowers luck by four. This bow medallion is warm to the touch. So I'm not going to equip that. My might is already at already at twenty, and my luck is my luck is the only non twenty stat I have. So that's pretty much the exact wrong thing for me to equip. <laughs> and then there's this wing, the silver wing, the image of a leaping man has been etched onto the surface of the band. It gives two agility. And three luck. That might come in handy if I ever enter a situation where I have a lot of luck checks in a row. Hmm. Yeah, yes, I just I can think of one. Yes, there's this archery contest that has a luck element. Could be that. Could be that. Yes. Yes, I'll consider that. But more importantly. Back to the proving grounds. Okay. Ambushed. No warning preceded this brutal and sudden savage attack left you to face a series of brutal foes. Alone. Begin with a sudden engagement. Well, begin it. A recap of recent events. You know what? I, you've just heard that heard that a couple of minutes ago, so I don't I don't have to read that out. Now, if it, this this it'd been a different episode, I would, but this time I won't. I think I think that's just a wall I'm setting up.
The company of massed waders are moving at a steady clip along the overgrown forest road. You find it challenging to keep pace while Stofany maintaining a safe distance. When the last horseman disappears round a bend in the road, you seize the opportunity and break into a sprint in an attempt to bridge the gap unseen. With Oreo racing close behind, you dash along the road, your eyes and ears alert for the first sign of danger. Companion's sudden scream stops you in your tracks. Twenty yards behind you, in the middle of the road, is the body of Oreo, standing over on on, on moving form. It's a hulking forest troll. Okay, how good are trolls sneak up on me? They're huge! They're loud! They're big! And loud! And big! And loud! And huge! And I don't think they take their renown for stealth. Maybe if it was foresty colours. Maybe. Maybe if, you know, the mass horde swordsmen took their time to paint it in advance. So it, so, so it wouldn't stand out. Two of the beasts loop over. Two more of the beasts loop out of the forest. Lean over her body before all three turn to face you. The trolls grunt loudly and trot along the road towards you. But first, I'm going to shoot them with my bow. You notch and release an arrow in one fluid motion, sending the shaft hurtling through the air towards the closest of the trolls. Pick a number. Bonus of 27. Got to get 40 or more. Success. 8 XP to archery. Your arrow buries itself in the troll's chest, and the hideous beast pitches forward, its massive bulk striking the ground with a dull thud. No, 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 no. Like that, but better. Before you can ready another arrow, the remaining two trolls are upon you, striking out at you with their deadly claws. I fight two forest trolls. The trolls roar savagely as they swipe at you with their claws, and they swipe some more, and they are slain. 13 XP. You leap over the bodies of the fallen trolls, and are about to rush over and check an oil, when the sound of approaching horses echo along the road. You turn in the direction of the departing raiders, and note with a good deal of dismay that four of the massed horsemen are headed your way. Oh dear. And that's, that. fortunately, that's the end of this scenario, so at least I'll be fully healed to take no on. Next up is four against one. Begin the scenario. Begin. Go on, go on. There. The four masked horsemen, presumably having heard the sound of your struggle with the trolls, move swiftly in your direction. When they draw to within only a few yards, the riders halt, and you find yourself to be a target of two drawn and set crossbows. The two horsemen draw the other two horsemen draw long swords and stare at you from behind their painted masks. Finish it, ah, uh, him, says one of them, and the two two men wielding crossbows raise their weapons. They are about to loose their bolts. I can use fortification, telekinesis, 
or get, attempt to dodge the impending missile attacks. I'm going to use uh, telekinesis. Just more fun. It's just more impressive when I just grab the arrow out in the air and throw it at them. Attempt <laughs> to channel it now. 8 XP to telekinesis. The horsemen, the horsemen release the bolts and almost, sim almost simultaneously and the missiles hurl from the air towards you. Using your telekinetic powers, you manage to slightly alter the path. The path of the bolts, sending both of them wide of you by at least a foot on either side. The two masked men discard their crossbows, dissensible, because it takes, from what I remember, it takes ages to load a crossbow. You know, there's something like you got to put the bolt in, you've got you to whack it up, 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 you got to aim it, yeah. Yeah, by the time they put another hour in, I'd have chopped their heads off. So it's a sensible thing to do. That's the thing about crossbows, you get you get mechanical power, but they take longer to load. And that, depending on just how many wackets you put on a crossbow, they can get crazy strong. I mean, <laughs> I mean you get a really big crossbow... They can they can get up to siege levels. I mean, you can't you can't you can't really have a siege regular bow unless you have a really big dude. Yeah, but big dudes are hard to come by. I don't mean just eight, I mean like twenty foot. If they used it, if they used a bow and arrow, yeah, it'd probably be a siege. Especially if they use something like the really really long bow. Two map yes, favourite swords, and a group of four begin to move their mounts to encircle you. Suddenly, two of the encircling horsemen urge their steeds towards you and close in. Their base blades poised to cut you down. I fight two masked horsemen. The masked horsemen slash at you from the saddle. Your foe cuts a deadly arc with its blade for seven damage. Fight some more and some more, a bit more fighting, and they are slain for 5 XP. The two assailants are dead and their mounts have scattered. Yep, good, good. Horses are okay. I'm sure they'll, someone will pick them up and they'll find a nice, nice, they'll find some nice old man to look after them, occasionally have them pull a cart. Yes, yeah, something like that. Because, I mean, whenever uh, horses are. I mean, horses are so valuable. Someone will look after them. That's for sure. The remaining horsemen seem leery to approach you. One of them draws a small axe which he flips in his hand with practice ease before hurling the weapon at you. The axe flips end over end as it streaks through the air towards you. Pick a number. Bonus of 59. 20 from agility. And 19 from luck. I wonder, if I equip that wing that I just got, could 
I make it a 20 from love. Just refresh. Yes, yes, I can. I can, yeah, so yeah. So you can change your equipment instantly when you come off against the check. That's sort of convenient, that. So I guess if you're a super maximizing sort of person, you could change your equipment for each check you do. Although, admittedly, in my case, there's only one, only luck checks have to worry about that. But just, that's a high level strategy to consider. 108. You dive to your left, barely escaping the hurled axe. The weapon strikes the ground harmlessly and you spring to your feet, prepared to face the two horsemen as they close in on you. The two remaining horse swordsmen slash at you from their saddle, their deadly blades slicing through the air only inches from your chest. Begin combat. The masked horsemen slash at you from the saddle. I should be on a horse too. You have slain your foe. 5 XP. The bloodied remains of the four horsemen lie scattered about the road. Their horses have fled, and luckily for you, the creatures are opposite are heading in the opposite direction as the departed company towards the foothills. Well, of course, I assume these people. If their behaviour in Khoistan is any behaviour, that probably means their horses too. They probably have up. They probably the sort of people who, even though their horse is running as fast as it can, and they know it's not going to run any faster, they just beep, 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 they just deep, they just keep whacking it and whacking it just for reasons, because because that's just what they think horse riders do. You start back towards Uriel, who still lies unmoving in the road when she was brutally taken down. But are forced to halt when a familiar enemy emerges from the forest and stands defiantly in your path. Okay. What's next? A second encounter. Begin the scenario. Oh, yeah, yeah, begin it. Standing in the middle of the road, between you and your moving form of Uriel, is the masked swordsman who once commanded the forest trolls Garth Patar, who met their, their ends at, the hand, at your hands in Karistan. The bold band leans on the hilt of his sword as his cold eyes glaze out at you from beneath the painted mask obscures his face. I'd have wagered my sword that you would have found your way onto a burning heap by now. Snarled as I swear. No matter. We shall finish this sh- Now. Wait. Is that S's? He has, he has a, wait. He has that quirk where he says lots of S's. Is this just a stutter? But why only S's? Hmm. Bear that in mind. That's all I'm going to say. The masked man strides towards you, his sword resting across his shoulder, and air of extreme confidence accompanying his every move. So, I can dust attack him. 
I can use archery, I can use gating, I can use illusion, or telekinesis. Mm. Haven't used gating for a while, I'll give that a go. You call upon your power of gating, challenging it. 8 XP to gating, which succeeded, obviously. A swirling black portal appears in front of you, and you quickly step into it. The portal closes behind you, silently opening seconds later behind your confused foe. You step out of the portal and launch a surprised attack on the dumbfounded swordsman. The, I, I fight the master swordsman. The master swordsman slashes at you and slashes some more. But I bash and bash some more, and it is, is slain. Your masked foe opens his mouth and a strange hiss escapes. He slips as he slumps to the hit to his, his knees and topples sideways onto his uh, hiss. Mm. His cruel eyes flitter for a few seconds before finally closing for a final time. A quick, quick examination of his possessions reveal only two items of interest. His sword and a small quantity of gold. In a, ba in a pouch hanging from his belt. I'm taking his superior longsword. Yep. Yes. Yes. Honestly. Oh yeah, I don't take it. Someone else will take you. And use it to do more banditry perhaps. And 20 gold tokens as well. You turn from your fallen enemy. And sprint along the road to where Uriel lies. You reach Aureo's side and kneel down beside her, noting a wide gash across her scalp and the side of her face. You've little doubt the savage blow she took from her troll assailant proved faithful. She side face at loss for words when her eyes slowly open and she painfully drops herself onto her elbows. Nice work, she smirks, noting the carcasses that lie strewn about the road. I must have blocked just enough of the blow of my staff to keep my head intact. The old stick has come through again, it seems. Oyo's demeanour changes as a look of alarm spreads across her face. She attempts to stagger to her feet as you turn to behold the source of her sudden fear. Okay, what could it be? Widers? There have to be a lot of them. Trolls? What, what else do they have? Some sort of... That, that scary silent mage guy? I mean, yeah, he's scary. I'd be afraid. It's worthy to be afraid of him. Do they have a? Do they have monsters now? Are the monsters? Please continue. What could it be? What could what could terrify Uriel? Dark fire is this scenario. Begin. Standing the road behind you is a lone masked man. His gloved hands weaved in dark flame. Is the same man you encountered in Karistain, and you account with trepidation the powerful magic he wields. His cold, unsettling stare remains fixed on you as he slowly raises his hands. You leap forward, attempting to attack him before he can unleash his powerful magical attack. I pick a number. Bonus of 40. 20 from agility, 20 from luck. Which is still boosted because of that wing I put on. I think I'll keep it on for this entire scenario. But I'll switch back once, once it's over. 
127. The unexpected speed of your attack has caught the masked man off guard and disrupted his impending magical attack. He says nothing, but quickly assumes a defensive posture as he attempts to fend off your assault. Continue. It's, a, it's the silent masked man. Begin. Dark flames erupt from the masked man's gloved hands as he strikes at you. Oh no! A bolt of dark flame erupts from the hand of your enemy and slams into you for 13 damage. Ooh, yeah. Oh, I, I almost got him, but he ran away again! Gah! Curse you, silent masked man! You're a murderer! And a coward! Shaking my fist at you! I'll get you yet! You have fled from combat. Six XP restored. The son's opponent ducks out of combat. And the worst thing is, I don't get any XP! Your silent opponent ducks out of rocket. Maybe not the worst thing. Probably the worst thing is he could go on to kill again. Your silent opponent ducks out of combat and a swirling portal opens with a hum behind him. He steps into the vortex and regards him with a final icy stare before the portal closes and he is gone. Oreo, her legs shaky and her face plainly betraying the haunting pain of the troll's savage blow appears at your side, and the two of you stare at the spot in the road where the masked man disappeared. You can no longer follow the road, she says wearily. This ambush was laid for us. It would be no secret that we survived it. Certain death awaits as we continue on this path. We must take to the forest and hope against hope we can reach Drakitor before it is too late. The ominous echo of approaching hoofbeats greets your ears. Almost the moment Oreo finished speaking, as if in answer to her stark warning. Without a moment's hesitation, you hurry into the forest, moving out of sight along the road, and setting off on a course that Oreo tells you will lead to the ancient temple. You have full faith in Oreo's guidance as you follow her lead through the tangled wood. No doubt you will reach Tarkotor. You only hope you can reach it in time. Success. Okay, let's see. Next stop is part six into the temple. Under the cover of the trees, you follow Uriel's lead as she shrieks towards the ancient temple of Drakiltor. You only hope you will be alive in time. This next scenario is Chu, Chu the Terrible. I have no idea how that's pronounced. It's, it's spelled T-I-U. So I'm just going to say Chu. It might be wrong. might be right. This, this game doesn't have voice acting, so you don't really... You don't really get that. <laughs> Begin the scenario. Alright, it's a recap again, but we've just read that, so I'm not reading it. Please continue. The adventure begins. You follow Ulio as she moves swiftly through the dense forest. You find her skill at navigating the rugged terrain to be remarkable. 
she tells you she has trekked across and hunted these forests since she was very young. She says she knows her way to Drakator well, or father's various accounts, but she's never been to the ancient Dardafari temple. My father always spoke ill of that place. I have never taken his word on such things lightly. Suddenly, you spot an object on the ground to your left. You move open, over and bend down to examine the item, or you join you. Joins you at your side to you lift up a torn piece of a bloodied shirt. Suddenly, desperate shouts wing out through the trees to the north. Oreo starts quickly in the direction of the cries, and within moments the two of you are sprouted pinting through the trees, your eyes and ears alert for the first sign of danger. As you round the base of a small hill, you come upon a scene that sends your pulse racing, and instinctively you prepare for battle. Twenty yards ahead, through through a de- dense tangle of growth, three forest trolls are clawing at an armed man who clings to the branches just barely above the reach of the savage creatures. A wide breast gash is visible on the man's chest, where a large section of his of his cloth search shirt has been clawed away. Then suddenly there's a check. Number, I got a bonus of 66 from Woodmanship. I can only assume something is sneaking up on me, perhaps. Or maybe I, I noticed something? Who knows? Picking the number. 106. You spot sudden movement out of the corner of your eye and dive forward, just barely escaping the outstretched claws of a vice troll as the creature springs from the undergrowth. Should you get sneaked up on by trolls or not? The troll lands between you, between you and Uriel and turns your way, his lips curling back into a hideous sneer. I don't know, maybe I was just over, maybe I was underestimating trolls and stealthy predators. I mean, I mean, tigers are huge and they're stealthy. And stealth jets are. Much huger, and they're also stealthy. Having been alerted to the competition, the three trolls clawing at the man in the tree turn and stalk towards you, momentarily forgetting their trapped play. Oreo steps between you and the advancing trolls, gripping her wooden staff firmly. She squares off against the fearsome beast. You, t- you t- return your attention to the lone troll before you. Begin combat with a forest troll. I, t- I, I took it down with a single mighty blow for 79 damage. Presumably, they'll be finding pieces of this troll. Some pieces of this, this troll over a mile away. Yes, you know, deep in the fo- deep somewhere around somewhere will just be walking past going. Do 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 do. I'm a farmer. I'm planting my field. <sniffs> oh, it's a troll's head. Oh dear! It smashed my favourite pumpkin. <laughs> Something like that. You step over the troll's carcass and rush to Oreo's side. She has already killed one of the three trolls she faces. As she moves to attack one of the two remaining beasts, you assail the other. They fight. 
the forest troll again. Also, there's four XP for that. The troll swipes at you with its stone-like claws. But it's slain before it gets a single hit in. Five XP. Your final blow seals the troll's fate. The foul creature slumps to the forest floor, never to ride again. A loud sword spins you round and discover a troll stepping out of the bush towards Uriel. A wooden club raised high, cares to bring the heavy weapon down on her head. You leap between Uriel and the troll and attack the fearsome beast. I fight another forest troll. Troll swipes at you with stone-like claws. The, the troll's powerful jaws lock onto you as the fearsome creature attempts to tear flesh from bone. Oh no! Oh no! I'm gonna get all infected. Yeah, gross, gross, and also painful. Ah, got such bad breath. Got bad breath, troll. Go away! I bash you. Go away! You are slain. Having slain the troll, you turn to find that Uriel has sent the last of the beasts crashing to the ground with a death blow from her staff. She joins you at your side, and you both catch your breath as you watch the man in the tree spryly shin down its trunk. The middle aged man, his head topped in a green, white plumed hat, and his slender face dominated. By a jangling red moustache, bows deeply and introduces himself as Chu the Terrible. Alright, nice hat, I guess. No, no, really, I mean that. That is a really nice hat. I want a hat like that. Yes, it is an odd name to be sure, he says, smirking when he witnesses your reaction to his name. Of course, I go by two most of the times. But in a certain circle, the name To the Terrible is of great importance. But never mind any of that. Must thank you two for your timely arrival. Terrible or not, I saw my days ending right there in that tree. Chu tells you that he has been chased by a master horseman, and by masked swordsmen and trolls, all within the last hour. And while he escapes the former readily enough, the latter proved to be a more persistent patua. Almost got hold of Earl too, he says, pointing out the tear in his cloth strove and the wide red gash across his midsection. But I'm a bit, I'm a bit, I'm a bit, I'm, I'm a more slippery devil than most. Climbing into that tree was a strategy that leaves something to be desired. Oh, bother. What's with any of it? I've been better off staying in Migspill, even with its slim pippings. Ugh. A lack of opportunity. Oh, never mind. Oh, yeah, he's a thief, but... This isn't time to be dealing with petty thieves. This is the time for dealing with dealing with traitorous murderers. When he finally pauses in the midst of his rambling oratory, you ask him how he came entangled with the masked men and trolls. Not my own choice, that I'll tell you, he says in response to cry. My specialities are men, but fighting swordsmen, fighting trolls and swordsmen with a painted mask aren't among them. That I can tell you. Chu tells you he has been following the road through the woods in search of the town of Croissant, hoping to lodge there before heading south along the west frontier of the kingdom. Ran into the old boys with their trolls at the temple to stuff the road. Just to throw it into the forest. Not only half of me, mind you. A lot long after that, the chase was on. They had that place swarmed. 
and were guarding the road and the two entrances to the temple. I've done myself a real favour not to have hung, done, done about as long as I did, but, well, there we have it. We his pick up, when two says he witnessed a group of these masked men carrying the body of an old man in through the front entrance of the temple. Oreo inhales sharply upon hearing this, and he quickly asks Chu for details of what he saw. When he finishes his brief account, supplying no more useful detail than he had already imparted, he tells him about the attack on Karistan, the circumstances there who led you here. His eye wilsons wide, and he looks upon both of you with amazement. My apologies, dear lady, he says to Oreo, having learned that it was her father Jaffor who had witnessed being carried in his temple. I spoke too crassly about one very dear to you. Of course, I would of course like you to know that he was yet alive, from what I could tell. Oya questions him about the temple itself, and Chu strokes his chin thoughtfully as he responds. Tells you that while the masked men carried Jafar into the temple through its front entrance, he spotted a second entrance at the rear of the temple during its flight. Both were guarded, he says. And what I saw, one would be hard-pressed to find a way into that place without a lot of bloodshed. She was silent for a few moments, as his gaze shifts repeatedly from you to Oyo. Lengthy again speaks. I know that the two of you seek a way into this place, he says. Leave the guards on the outside to me. When I've got them distracted, I wager you can sleep in white under the noses. No two ways about it. Please come do after you save my hide. Besides... I owe, I owe these brigands a little wasting. Having settled on the plan, the three of you move off in the direction of the temple, which Chu tells you is less than a mile away. Oreo says nothing during the last leg of the trek, and her stern demeanour betrays the deep concern she has about the fate of her father. I wouldn't worry too much about him, says Chu, sensing a silent distress. The two of you rescue him, there's a little more that he could hope for. If I were one of his captures, I'll soon try my luck escaping over the Federants than face the likes of you two. This, could, this will work out. He's got real sense for these things, you know. That's this scenario done. Let's see, what's next? Into the temple. Okay, this. So, yeah. And things... Okay, this seems like a good point to stop for now, so I'm going to save the game. I'm going to, and now I'm going to stop. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.